Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. So this week I'm flying solo. Um, and this is the time of year where all the tax time ballers come out of the woodwork. You know, tax season, everybody's got their their money, uh, flashing their money out there. I like to call them thousandaires because that's what they are. They'll have a couple thousand dollars. They'll, you know, start flashing it on social media. Some will get robbed for being, you know, silly by, you know, hanging out a car, trying to, you know, floss, showing their, you know, their 20s and their, their hundreds. Um, but me being in the financial sector, you know, uh, uh, being a business banker, I wanted to pass on some knowledge to some people because there's a, a lot of misinformation that goes out by people who are uh, generally trying to help, you know, trying to help folks with starting their own businesses and letting him them know how to open and how to start their own businesses. And one of the things that I've been hearing lately on social media is you need to have an LLC to have a business. This is absolutely 100% not true. No matter what they tell you, there are different levels to having a business. You have sole proprietor, which means you're not an LLC, you're not an incorporation, okay? This means you use your social security number and there's a plethora of different ways that you can register your business. One being a uh, assumed name certificate means that you're picking the name that you're gonna use, you're still gonna register with the state that you're in. Uh, here in North Carolina, you can get it on the Secretary of State. There are certain states where, like, well, I'll give you an example, like North Carolina, where you can start a business account with your social and just your name. Joe Schmo doing business as Joe Schmo. You don't have to have a, a certificate. You don't have to have an LLC. You can start that business up just with your name. Now, a lot of times you want to have that LLC because that LLC hands you some protections. So if somebody sues you, if you are a sole proprietor, they can sue you for all your personal assets, including your revenue from the business and your personal. For the LLC, in most cases, most, they can only they can only sue you. They can only sue the business and they can't touch your, your personal assets. Okay. Then after that, obviously you have the limited liability corporation. Okay. That one can be a sole single member owner. You can have a partnership as well. You can have multiple members on that account. Uh, then you have the incorporated. Okay. That one structure is a little bit different. You have president, you have vice president, secretary, treasurer. Those you can, you can start that with meeting minutes. You know, or you can have an LLC. You have an unincorporated business as well, where they're not registered with the state, but they have bylaws. So it gets, it gets kind of convoluted and, and jumbled up. But I want to break down the simplest ones for you, okay? So the sole proprietorship is the one that is the simplest way to go if you were unsure about your business, if you were unsure about how much you want to spend, if you were unsure what the process is like to get your tax ID number uh, to go on the Secretary of State and pay for this, okay? All you have to do is, in most cases, bring yourself into the bank. No matter what bank it is, there's going to be a gazillion banks out there that offer business accounts to you. You just have to figure out which one is going to work best for you in the long term for your, your interest. You go in there, you sit down, you tell them what you're looking to do, and you open your account up. Now, 
when people say that you have to have an LLC to have business credit, that's an absolute lie. Okay, you can open up a sole proprietorship and still be eligible for business credit. I've seen it time and time again where a sole proprietor comes in, opens up a business and applies for a business credit card and gets approved or applies for a business line of credit and gets approved. People don't understand your business credit is tied to your personal credit. If your personal credit is trash, you're most times you're not going to get approved for a card. I can't, can I guarantee you're not going to get approved? No, but the high majority of the time you will not get approved for a card if your credit is not where it needs to be. Now, can we determine that? No, we don't determine that. No matter what bank you go to, the banker doesn't determine whether you get approved or not. That is back office. That is a, a completely different department that figures out if your credit worthiness is good enough for you to get business credit. Now with the sole proprietorship, you just have to be careful uh, because now you are, you can be in over your head with that. If you are, let's say you have $300,000 in the account and you're still sole proprietor. Why? Why are you, so, now you're giving yourself, you're not giving yourself some protection by doing that. So in turn, what you'll have to do is, is you can change that up and you can go online and you can go to the secretary of state, no matter what state you're in and apply for an LLC. When that happens, in most cases, most banks will not let you switch over to an LLC. You literally would have to close that sole proprietorship and open up a new one. Okay, it's very very simple. Gathering your uh, your tax ID number is very very easy. All you have to do is go to the secretary of uh, the IRS website, irs.com, put in all your information, and in ten minutes you'll have your your tax ID for free. They don't charge you anything for that. Now I see a lot of people going through LegalZoom. LegalZoom is a business. They're in the business of making money. Okay, they're charging people four or five hundred dollars from start to finish to do their LLC to get their tax ID number. They'll do the whole process for you, which is fine. But if you want to save some money, it's easier to do it yourself. It's not that complicated. It's a couple forms that you have to fit on online, depending what state you're in. Some states your LLC is going to cost you seventy five dollars. Some states are going to cost you $125, but in the long run, it's going to save you more money than you having to go out and pay $400 for somebody else to do it for you when you can do it yourself. Okay. It's you're going off on the wrong foot to begin with. If you're going to start using LegalZoom and I understand why some people do it because they don't have time. You have people who have multiple businesses that do not have time to go on there themselves. But if you are just starting out, okay, and this is your first time having a business, sometimes it is easier for you to learn to do it yourself than to pay somebody else to do it because then you learn the process. The process is the most important thing when you are opening a business. There have been plenty of times where I've had customers that come in that were bewildered. They had a look in their face like, I want to open up a business account. Okay. What documentation do you have? What do you have to verify that you have a business that we can open up? And this is part of my job is to educate, uh, educate people on what it is to open a business, what it is to run a business, ways that we can help them grow their business. And if you're not educating folks, then you're not doing your job properly. And I understand some people, you know, they get excited about wanting to start a business. They want to, you know, they have big dreams and, and I'm all for it. I love to see people succeed. That is one of the things that I strive for is to help. I don't care if you're a dog groomer 
or you're opening a Fortune 500 company, I'm going to treat you the same either way it goes. Because my ultimate goal is to watch you succeed and continue to build, help you build that business to the heights that it needs to go. And it always starts from the ground level. Having that conversation with that person and teaching them the ins and outs of what it requires for you to open up a business. Okay. So for the LLC, that stuff, it's not as hard as everybody makes it out to be. It's, it's, it's not that difficult. And people think because you have an LLC, it automatically gives you ability to get business credit. That's not true. Everybody thinks business credit is separate from personal credit. That's not how that works. When you sign on the dotted line for credit, you become the guarantee, personal guarantee. Okay. You are the one who are, who is responsible for paying that off. So the business is not going to, they're not going to come after just you and the, 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 the business. They're going to come after you because you sign on that data line to guarantee that you are the one that's going to pay that debt. Okay. So we need to be smart about how you do things when it comes to business. You have to be knowledgeable. A lot of people are not educated. And I think a big problem is that people think they can run into something and don't realize what it takes to keep maintenance on the business account. There, every year, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of states, every year, you have to renew your LLC or it becomes dissolved. It becomes in uh, multiple status, meaning that it's either frozen or on the way out to be dissolved. And guess what? Your business is gone. Then you have to go through that whole process of reapplying again. And this is not every state. This is some states, okay? You have to be diligent when you run a business. People just come in to open an account. They go, oh, my business is, you know, open. And they don't pay attention on the maintenance that is, you know, due to take care of the account. It's like if you have an account that requires you to keep a minimum in the account and you do not keep a minimum in that account. Do not be surprised if you start getting charged fees. There is no such thing as a free business account, okay? There are fees tied to everything. The only way that account is can be without fees is if you keep your minimum balances in that account, okay? But then even then you can go over because a lot of these accounts only give you a certain amount of transactions and a certain amount of cash you can put into the account before they start charging so I think people have to do a better job of educating themselves before they step into the branch. And for those who do not know, bankers like myself, business bankers like myself will help you and will educate you on the things that you need to do. We can pass that knowledge on to you. That is our job. That is our passion. My passion. I love business. That is my passion. My, I can pass that knowledge on to you, but you're the one who has to be able to absorb that knowledge and move that knowledge forward. Because I can tell you, you know, the stars and, and give you the stars in the moon. But if you're not taking care of that, it goes away. It's as simple as that. And then when you want to come in to have credit and you're not educated enough on credit and you're wondering why you're getting declined on stuff, that becomes another problem. I believe a lot of people are not educated in financial matters. And I think it shows in society. It really does. It shows in society because a lot of people don't realize what they can do with the money they have. You got people who are getting $5,000, $6,000, $7,000 in tax money. But instead, what they want to do with it is they want to flash it on TV, you know, social media. You know, they want to buy stuff. 
you know, some they they all want to open accounts. If you notice, everybody comes running to the bank to open an account when, when they get their taxes. But what happens afterwards, a month later, money's gone because they're taking it out in droves and they're not investing in themselves. There's a lot of people out there that they're very talented and they have the means, they have the money, you know, people have to pay bills. Same thing I do. Like when tax time come around, I have bills to pay, but I also know how to invest in myself. If I have a business, which I do, I'm going to invest in myself, upgrade my technology, upgrade my mics, upgrade my system. It's the same thing when you want to start a business. When you start a business, it takes money to make money. You have to spend money in order to make money. The first step is opening a business account. Opening that account cost. It's not free. Okay. And I think a lot of people get the misconception as when you come into the branch, you can just open the account and not put money in it. It's not how that works. <laughs> They're not just going to let you sit on an empty account. The banks make money from your money. That's just how it is. Okay. Banks make money by lending your money to other people. Okay. So when you come in to get a business loan or you come in to get a business credit card, they are lending you money. Okay. You are, unless you are getting a secured business loan, which you are backing it with your own collateral, it is money that's being lent out to you from other people's <laughs> accounts. They can lend up to nine times, uh, nine times the amount of that dollar in your account. Okay. And if you look, if you, you pay attention, if you pay attention to your documentation, when you sign on and you open an account, it will tell you on the documentation. Not everybody sits there and reads it. There's fine print everywhere. Okay. We just need to be smarter and we need to start investing in our communities and investing in ourselves. Okay. We don't do enough of that. We'll go out and we'll run. We'll spend that money on things that we, that's not necessary. And it really agitates me sometimes because I see the potential out there. Black and brown dollars bring in trillions of dollars a year. Trillion. Do you understand what I mean by that? Trillion. And where does the money go? It goes to other people because we don't use it to build something better. I've had people come into the uh, into my into my business and, you know, I'm not sure, unsure about what they want to do or unsure what the steps are. This is where the education comes in. This is where we have the conversations that need to be had. OK, but when I see people on social media giving out false information, it aggravates me. Don't tell somebody you have to have an LLC to have a business or you have to have an LLC to gain business credit. You do not. Okay. It is time that people stop trying to be internet gurus and trying to tell people what direction they're going. You started your business that way because you chose to go that way. Not everybody's going to want to choose to do an LLC. Not everybody's going to choose to be a corporation. There's a lot that goes into that. Sometimes a simple checking account using your social using a fictitious name is all you need. Or in some instances, you can come in and just use your name. Joe Schmo doing business as Joe Schmo. And there's your business account. No documentation needed. You just make your deposit, open the account up, and off you go. But as the business progresses and you start making more money and you need a little bit more protections, this is where the LLC is important for you. Okay, But you have to know the distinction between them. So remember, sole proprietorship, 
means that you are using, you can use a tax ID if you want to, but normally use a tax ID when you have employees. That's when you normally use a tax ID for a sole prop, but you can use your tax ID. You can also use a social security number. Okay. Most people who open sole proprietorships don't have employees. So 99% of the time, they don't go to the IRS website to down to uh, get a tax ID number where they go is they just use their social because it's an option for them to use. And sometimes it's the easiest way for them to do. But at some point when the business grows, you have to switch it because it's going to, you know, the protections are going to be a little bit better for you um, to do that. Now, remember, LLC is tax ID. Okay. You have to have the tax ID from the IRS website. Very simple. takes about 10 minutes. You can get it done. And in most cases, depending on the state that you're in, you filing for an LLC is not that difficult. You fill out a couple of forms, boom, boom, boom. You wait a couple of days. Sometimes it might take a week, depending on what the delay is, what the backlog is. And they'll mail you a copy of your, your LLC certificate, or they'll email it to you. You'll get a hard copy and an email copy, and boom. You can actually download it off a lot of these sites for free as well. There are certain states that you have to pay to be able to download a copy of that. But for most states, you can download a copy off right from the Secretary of State website. It's not an issue, okay? Now, as far as corporations go, that structure is a little bit different, okay? That structure is a little bit different. So there's a lot of ways that a uh, incorporation can work. You know, you can label it with uh, president, vice president, secretary. You have a tier structure in that, okay? And then with that, if anybody is the secretary or the president can come in and open the account, okay? If you open a nonprofit, okay, a nonprofit, you cannot be an owner of a business in a nonprofit. It just doesn't happen because it's a nonprofit. It's not a for-profit business. So you cannot be an owner. You can, you can be, you can run the account. Okay. You can be an executive over the account, but you cannot own that particular business. Okay. Meeting minutes are important. If you're going to make changes to any business, any business that's a corporation or any business that is a nonprofit business or an unincorporated business, okay, meeting minutes is the key, okay? You, if you're going to make any changes to those type of accounts, you have to have those meeting minutes showing the structure of what's changing and who's changing when you're, doing, when you're dealing with corporations or even unincorporated uh, uh, businesses, which the structures have bylaws. So there's a lot of in and outs to this stuff. And I love educating people on this stuff because a lot of people don't, don't really know. They don't know what they don't know. And you have to teach them. Some people are like sponges, man. They soak this stuff up and they become pros by the time it's all said and done. And, you know, I've seen people's success. I've seen people come in, I, you know, success stories, a guy coming to open an account. And within the next year, the guy blew up. You know why? He blew up because he listened. He blew up because he soaked it all in and he took advice from people that knew what they were talking about. And don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people on social media have good intentions and they want to help people and they want people to succeed. But a lot of these people want to be internet gurus and give you information for a price. I'm not charging you anything for this. I'm giving it to you for free because I want everybody to succeed. A lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people say, hey, you know, I'll teach you how to do this and I'll teach you how to do that. And I, listen, I, I, I want to give it out to you guys because 
I feel everybody has the potential to start something of their own. Instead of taking that money and blowing it, start a business, start something small. You can easily start a business. There are plenty of businesses you can start up for $1,000. You can start up for $500. And even if it takes a while for you to build that business, nothing happens overnight. I don't care how good you think you are. There's going to be slow seasons. There's going to be periods where it's going to be slow for you. And this is important, though, because when there are slow periods, this is where business credit comes in handy for you. So if you run a, let's say you run a a lawn service, okay, and you're cutting grass all year long, depending on where you are, because in Florida, they ain't got no off season. In Florida, that grass grows all year long. It may be a little cold in Florida sometimes, but they're never going to get to like where New York is or where Ohio is, where you can forget about it in the wintertime. There are areas where they'll, they'll work all year long, but areas, let's say here in the Carolinas, it can get cold in the Carolinas and some people are not going to go out there and, and cut grass. So how do you manage those off seasons? There's several different ways. Business credit is one of them. A business line of credit is one of them. What people don't realize a business line of credit is like a lifeline. A lot of times it's essentially a line that you can pull from when you are short on capital. Okay. Or you are short, let's say you had a slow couple of months and you need to supplement your income. This is where the line comes in. Or you have to do a repair, but you haven't had uh, the, the jobs to have the money to do it. You can pull from that line to do the repairs on there. Okay. Business credit card. A lot of people think they can use their business. It makes sense to use their business credit card for everything. It really isn't. Business credit card is more for immediate purchases. Like if you have to buy a new, uh, a new, you know, tool, something small, or you have to, you know, you want to, you have gas that you have to pay or you have to pay supplies or you need a new computer. That's where that business credit card comes in handy. But as far as capital, fresh capital coming in to hold you over. Okay. That's where that business line can come from. And these business lines can run you anywhere from as low as $5,000 all the way past a hundred thousand. All depends on what you what you need and if your credit worthiness, your credit is, is worthy of doing it. Just because you want that number doesn't mean you're going to get that number. It doesn't work that way. And you'd be surprised how many times people will come in and ask, oh, I want to get a $100,000 uh, line of credit. What do you need it for? We're going to ask. <laughs> people don't realize we're going to ask, what do you need it for? Okay. And we can educate you on it we can apply it for you doesn't mean you're going to get guaranteed for it. And I think a lot of people think when they apply that their chances of getting it are high, not realizing that their credit score might be 400 or their credit score is going to be 500. doesn't work that way. And I think people are uneducated when it comes to credit. Business credit is very important for your business for growth purposes. If you want your business to grow, business credit is going to be one of those things that you are going to need down the line. Okay, look at these rappers now. What are these rappers doing? Okay, prime example. You have these rappers out here who are independent, correct? They're out there making their own money. So instead of going to the label, okay, what they're doing is, is they're starting their own LLC. Okay, they're starting their own business or their own corporation. And they're going in if they have good credit, because I'm not saying all of them do. And they're taking these four, $500,000 lines out. And they're paying for their own stuff. And they're paying $1,000 a month in payments, paying it back. 
and out there living their life, making their money, stacking whatever they need to stack because they know how to play the financial game. This is where good credit, business credit comes in handy. That's a prime example. You have independent artists who are not dealing with these labels anymore that start their own uh, LLC and they're pulling and getting these lines of credit to hold them over so they can make their money while they tour, so they can make their money while their album is out. And they can keep using that line and keep pulling from that line and not have to pay it all back. Some of these people are just paying the minimum. Or some of them are just paying just the interest on there. I mean, whatever's going to work for you is going to work for you. But you have to be smarter about it. The generation needs to start catching up. A lot. Of, I was raised in a generation where if you couldn't buy cash, you didn't need it. That was a lie. Because you need credit for everything. In some instances, you can't even get a job in certain places if your credit is not where it needs to be. Some of these places are going to pull your credit that you're trying to get a job at. Some of these places are going to pull your credit when you're trying to get an apartment. An apartment. Credit is important. And when you're dealing with business, business credit is very important for the growth of your business. If you just open a business account and you just sit there and do nothing with it, what what was the point of opening the account up? You have to let it grow. You have to put time and effort into it. Like anything else, you have to water it. If you don't water, it's not going to grow. If you're not out there trying to build your business up, it's not going to grow. Social media is a big, big thing right now for businesses. People are advertising on everything. Everybody's offering advertising. Snapchat, Facebook, IG, Twitter, and everybody's pricing is different. Do people realize Twitter charges $10 a day to promote a tweet? Snapchat, same thing, $10 a day, or they, they sell a bigger package. Facebook, people don't realize, Facebook, you can advertise for less for a dollar a day. If you have a budget of $5, you can still run your business. You can still advertise your business for a dollar a day for a total budget of $5. If you want to run it for seven days, you can have a total budget of $7. Every day, it will advertise for you. IG, same thing. You can advertise for a dollar a day. TikTok, they charge $5 a day. The minimum, $5 a day. And it'll get your stuff out there. The algorithm will help it get it out there. You have to spend money to make money. And in this game right here, the podcast game, man, there's so many people out there doing this, but not everybody wants to advertise. Everybody wants to just sit back and, you know, think that the podcast is good enough where it's going to attract attention. You know, growth is key. And there's different areas you can do growth in. Use all the free platforms that you can use. But at the same time, man, you got to make sure that you can, you have to, you, sometimes you have to pay for advertising whether you want to or not. And there's different ways to advertise your business what people don't realize. Like my hat that I'm wearing right now. I'll wear this out where I'm at and it'll catch people's eye. Eventually I'm going to, you know, have QRR code sticker that I'm going to just put everywhere so people can click on it. There are different ways for you to advertise. There are free ways for you to advertise but there are ways for you to have to pay for advertise. The head ain't free. I had to pay for that. That's merchandise. If you want your business to grow, you have to promote your business. It cannot stagnate. Okay. Cause if it stagnates, then you might as well close up shop. 
because it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to be worth anything. You cannot be afraid to fail in business. You can't. Some people have two or three businesses that fail before they hit on the one that's going to make them money. People get discouraged after the first time. They go, I'm not, I'm not putting myself through that again. Why? Why? If it's something you love to do and it did not work for you the first time, tweak it. I'm not saying go the same route that you did. Learn from what didn't work and then turn around and make it work for you. Find the angles that you need to make it work. There's always something you can do better that you were not doing the first time when you started your business. It's as simple as that. And I don't care if somebody out there has the same business as you. There's a million people that cut grass out there. There's a million construction companies out there. What sets you apart from that next person? What is it that you offer somebody that can set you apart from that next person? That's what you have to find. You have to find that spark, that light, that thing that's going to make you embrace everything. That's going to put you out there so everybody can see you and embrace what you can do for them. Just like me, this is my business. My podcast is my business. I'm working on clothing. That's part of my business. I'm trying to branch out into other media uh, forms. That's part of my business. But this is part of it. But what do I supply that all the other uh, podcasters don't supply? Me. I'm an, I'm a, an individual. No one's like me. Everybody has their own style and what they do. I do not box myself into a corner when I'm doing my podcast. I'm not a one trick pony. This is not once, this is not, you know, one size fits all. That's not how that works. I adapt to who my guests are. I have an open platform. I let people say what they want to say. I let people speak. I don't over talk anybody. I give people the opportunity to come on the show and speak their piece because I think it's the right thing to do. And I think there's millions of stories out there that need to be heard. And if you guys have been following me for the last year, you know, I've had authors on, I've had directors on, I've had actors on, you know, I have people who are passionate about helping other people, storytellers, but it all starts from the ground and half those people have their own business. In one form or another, they have their own business. They just don't realize it. If you are putting yourself out there, you are ready to make your own business. Whether it be a sole proprietorship or an LLC or incorporation. You have to take that leap because nobody's going to take it for you. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. Anybody that puts themselves on social media has to be prepared for the backlash has to be prepared for people to talk junk about you. That's just the way it is. You can't be out in this platform and not expect to get, you know, eventually get backlash by somebody. That's the chance we take. But if you want to be successful in this game, you have to do it. Half the podcasters out here want, want to be sponsored. Half the podcasters out here want to do this full time. But realistically, I know <laughs> I have a regular job that I have to do, but my job, I enjoy doing. I enjoy helping people Create, help them create something that's going to be powerful enough for them to sustain themselves for the future. I want to help people create generational wealth. And I think sometimes in the black and brown community, we don't concern ourselves with that. I want people to start businesses to start building generational wealth for themselves and for their families. 
But instead, you know, we go out and we take that money and we go spend it on, you know, $2,000 shoes that go out of season. <laughs> you know what I mean? A couple months. And then they just put it on a shelf and don't wear it again. Now, do those shoes, some of those shoes carry value? Yes. But value is only created by demand. If somebody wants it, that's what's going to create the value. These sneaker heads, these guys that have a thousand sneakers and they turn around and they resell them. Good for them because that market is there. The value is there. So find something that people want, that people are going to covet and use that as a jumping point for your business. Now, not everybody can afford to resell sneakers. Not everybody has that capital to go out there and grab these shoes up and go online and resell them for eight, 900 bucks. I mean, I've seen shoes going for $20,000. That's ridiculous. But people, if people have the means to pay for it, they're going to pay for it. Good for them. I don't knock anybody for getting what they want to get. I'm not going to pay that money. I'm not going to spend that kind of burn on a pair of sneakers. I'm not doing that. But some people will. Some people spend $15 million on a painting, $20, $50 million on a painting. Because people put a value on it. If you put a value on something, people are going to want it. The problem is, in the black and brown community, we don't do enough for each other to put a value on the things that we do. Somebody who has a clothing line, somebody who has a restaurant, somebody who's selling designer shoes. We don't put a value on that. Because like I said before, people love the known. They do not love the unknown. So when you have a, a young designer that comes in to open up an account, and he's excited or she's excited or they're excited about opening up the account. And they come back a couple of months later and just to catch up, see how they're doing and business is not doing well. You know what the main reason is why business is not doing well? Because the black and brown community does not support them. The black and brown community does not support them because they want discounts on, on their clothing. You know, one rapper once that I heard, this was, this is a quote that I heard from one of the rappers said that if a designer gives me clothes, I don't want it. I'm going to go give it to one of my homies to wear. And that hit, that hit home because to me, that told me he has a point. I understand you want your clothes to get seen by other people, but if you're not putting a value on your own stuff, why would anybody else want to buy it? Why would anyone else want to spend money on it? If you're just going to give it away for free, but it makes sense, all the sense in the world, do not undervalue yourself. Do not undervalue the product that you can offer people. If you have something that is good and you know that is good, put a value on it. Even if it's not selling right away, put a value on it. Eventually they will come. When you're giving stuff away, People who want stuff for free are going to take stuff for free. It's like having a candy bowl out. When you say take one, you're always going to have that one or two, three people that's going to come in and just take a handful. You're going to have one person that's going to come in and take the whole damn bucket and pour it in their purse or bag because you told them it was free. If you have something that you feel can make you money and you have a great product, put a value on it. Make sure that people know that you are the next big thing. 
Make sure people know that they're going to be wearing you. Make sure people know that this product that I'm creating is going to be the next thing that people are going to need. Make it useful. So when he says that, when he says, if you give it to me for free, I'm just going to give it to my homie. He's not looking at it as it has value. He's looking at it as, oh, this is trash because he's just going to hand it to me. No, don't do that to yourself. Don't undervalue yourself. But it starts with you taking that first step, bring yourself into a financial institution, doesn't matter what it is, get your business going. The first step is figuring out what type of business you want to open. And the next step is going in and opening that business account, making sure you are educated before you walk into that branch to open that account. And even if you're not educated, if your banker, okay, if your business banker or your personal banker or relationship banker does not take the time to sit there and educate you, what is he doing or what is she doing or what are they doing? Because it ain't their job. It's not, they're not doing their job. If they're nonchalant about it, if they just come in to rush you out the door, they're not doing their job. There's an experience that goes on when you're opening the account. You want to make sure that when you leave that office, that experience is something you're going to remember. You're going to say, this was the right decision for me to come through this door to open this account. There have been times where where I've had clients that have come through the door and had businesses before and didn't like the experience and they closed their business on and just let it go. Because people do not put those people first. Like I said before, I don't care if you're a street sweeper or you're a Fortune 500 company. I'm going to give you the same experience from the time you step in to this time you step out. Because I value what you have to offer and I want to see you succeed. So I will give you all the information that I can give you that's going to be relevant for your business to succeed. So remember, different types of businesses call for different types of things. A sole proprietorship is simply either you doing business as yourself, you having a assumed name certificate that you get from the state, using your social security number, or you can use a tax ID if you have employees in the sole proprietorship. LLC offers you certain kinds of protections. You can get your EIN easily from the IRS website. Takes 10 minutes, it is free. They charge you nothing for it. And in most cases, depending on what state you live in, the LLC paperwork that you have to fill out is reasonably priced. Don't fall into these tropes where you're paying four or $500 to have a company do your LLC for you when you can do it yourself. You have to learn how to, how to do it. It's the experience of getting it done. Don't be afraid to fail. Everybody fails, but we all get back up. You have to. You just can't sit back and, and give up. Can't do it. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is what people don't realize what they do. When you have a business, you do not want to co-mingle your money. People do not realize this. And people tend to mix their money. If you have a business, funds from that business should always go into your business account. It should not go into your personal. 
because you are co-mingling funds and people don't realize this. Business is business, personal is personal. If you want to pay yourself, there are easy ways and steps to do this, okay? If you want to pay yourself a salary, the easiest, the two easiest ways to do this is, first one would be payroll, okay? There are plenty of payroll services out there that you can pay yourself. doesn't matter if you're the only employee. You can actually set up a payroll for yourself, even if you don't have anybody else working for you. There's a fee, of course. There's always going to be a fee. Nothing is for free. The service is not free. But they can help set up everything for you. They can pay, get your taxes taken out of there. They can send you a check or do direct deposit into your, into your, uh, your personal accounts to make things easier for you. The second way, and to me, it's a little bit easier for those who don't want to have the funds and you're just starting out, but you want to pay yourself a salary and you can't do ADP. Write yourself a check from the company and label it payroll. Get a company check. Make it out to yourself. Payroll. Take that check. Deposit it into your personal account. Never commingle your funds because then that creates a whole different world of problems for you down the road. Because how are you tracking what you made for the year as to oppose what you didn't make for the year. If you're taking funds and moving it into one account and you know not keeping it where it needs to get kept, okay? This is the biggest thing. Do not co-mingle your funds. And a lot of people are not educated on that. It's amazing how many people do that stuff and don't re- realize the risk involved when you do that because then you lose some of those protections that you had when you had the LLC in the first place. Lastly, For all those people out there who feel like they can't succeed at something, who are afraid to take that step to start their business, don't. Don't be afraid. Failure is a part of life. Okay? We will all fail at some point. We will all fall at some point. We have to be strong enough to pick ourselves up and take that chance to make the next step in our lives. Some people will always be afraid. And some people will never reach the levels that they wanted to reach. And they are some of, the, some of the smartest people, and they can be some of the smartest people in the world, but they're just afraid to fail. And when you're afraid to fail, you can't move on to that next step that's going to help you succeed. And I think we have, a lot of people have to get over that fear. And I think once you get over that fear, you can be successful in life. I'm willing to come here and educate people on this stuff if anybody needs it. If anybody wants to reach out and get any more information, feel free to reach out to me. My links are, are going to be in the description. My links are in the bio. Feel free to reach out if you have, you know, you need any help with any of this stuff. I'm an open book when it comes to this stuff because it's a passion that I have. I'm willing to help everybody. And I'm always learning. There's a, a lot of stuff about business that, <laughs> that it goes way deeper that, you know, that I'm still learning. You know, it's always going to be a learning process. I don't care how long you've been in business, 30 years. Rules change for everything. There's always changing of rules. There's always changing of different regulations and things that you have to learn. But I want them to learn that. And I'm willing to teach others as well. So they're prepared. Start teaching your kids about business. Start teaching your kids about what the future is going to hold for them. Let them know 
they can be prosperous. Let them know that they can create generational wealth for themselves. But you have to teach them how to do that. You have to teach them how to value what they have and how to expand on it and move forward. But I appreciate all you guys. Again, if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of me. I'll be more than willing to educate you guys. We will see you guys next time. I appreciate the time. Have a good night.